Well, hello. Welcome, internet friends near and far to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we just take a a good long while talking about a single episode of Parks and Recreation. And uh, it's a it's a fun journey that we've all been on. And, uh, you know, we're coming into a new chapter, chapter uh, season four, episode two. And before we get too far into the tomfoolery of this episode, my name is Jason, and I'm joined all the way across town by my friend, Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? Oh, man. It's great. It's a beautiful day. I get to talk about one of my favorite television shows with Mm -hmm. one of my favorite people in the whole world. Uh, Jocelyn's here, and you're also here. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's good. Sorry. (laughs) What what show are we talking about today? Uh, Well, we're talking about uh, season four, episode two. Oh. It's going to be good. It's a good one. It's the uh, uh, the title of the official thing is Ron and Tammy's. Mm-hmm. Ron and Tammy's. And uh, the basic all, term is... All the Tammy's. Yeah. But one of them goes by Tamara. Or is named Tamara, but she goes by Tammy. Anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. So there's a basic premise of this episode is uh, Tam- uh, Tammy One has returned. And she's trying to control Ron's life. And Leslie is trying to undo that. Meanwhile, Ben is trying to help Tom realize his business is going to be a failure. And uh, Anne is helping Chris realize his goal of being a PSA star. I think I summed it up pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, that is that's pretty much what I watched, too. Good. All right. I'm glad we were on the same episode because that yeah. could have been really embarrassing. And uh, this uh, this one, it uh, breaks down into three distinct plots. So we're going to just tackle it as uh, three different plots. They don't the three plots do not interact with each other at all, which is mm-hmm. unusual, I feel, in this show, um, because it's not that big of an office in, or that big of a cast. But, you know, they're all doing they're all doing their own thing this time. So. Uh, dealer's choice. You're the dealer. Uh, which one should we go with first between B or C? Because <laughs> we'll do A last. <laughs> uh, let's hear. Which one, are you, which one are you giving which plot to? Uh, so ben, and- ben, ben and Tom is B and Ann and Chris is C. Let's do Ann and Chris first. Okay. Because I, I, that was my least favorite. Right. And then I thought, I think Ben's is is actually really funny. And then the A plot, yes. of course, is is really, yeah, the, the meat of the whole episode. So yeah, let's start with C. Okay. So the C uh, plot is Anne and Chris working uh, together, which is, uh, you know, it, it's an opportunity that could be rife with tension because they used to date. But... Um, they're friends now. They're friends now, Anne Perkins. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> Anne comes to... Chris's office, and we see that they're in Chris's office as she's playing a um, a old PSA <laughs> uh, from the pre uh, a previous public health uh, director um, named uh, Walt Morfling, which is a fantastic name, Morfling, uh, and it's a ba- it's a, a a PSA about adult onset diabetes and it's really old and it's really gross. And some of the things that they can do to prevent on- adult onset diabetes are getting an annual checkup, exercising and praying, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, sure. You got it. 
Um, and so uh, Chris and asked Chris to help make a new one um, because, you know, he's uh, telegenic. He's in good health. He would be a great person to do this. Um, and he's immediately like he's flattered and then right away jumps into wanting full artistic control. <laughs> he's like, is there a script? I need a script. I need it in an hour. Um, and then also like, what are, should we do for wardrobe? Uh, and, uh, Chris has a spiraling tendency here. And so as he's asking about wardrobe, he's like casual, formal, semi-formal, sporty, scary, posh, baby. Those are spice girls. I just got caught up in my own thoughts. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so Chris is, uh, going to spiral out of control on this. And, Anne seems to immediately regret asking him at like in the, uh, the visual of, all of this is like, oh, okay, this is happening. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. uh, cause Walt, Walt had to retire at 46 because he had diabetes that the public mm-hmm. health director got diabetes. So right. yeah, he had to <laughs> he literally morphed his way out of a job. Yeah. I wonder if he wasn't praying enough. Prob- yeah. You know, and I say that as a person of faith and an atheist can't make that joke. <laughs> well, they, uh, they could, <laughs> but I would be offended as a person of faith. <laughs> okay. So uh, that's how America works. Uh, all right. And then <laughs> what? Nothing. Okay. So uh, keep drop down. Uh, it seems like days go by for this episode. Yes. And so um, I don't know how many days happen between um, between when we are introduced to this to when they actually start recording, because the next time they uh we see chris and ann they are recording uh in chris's office and he is saying his line he's saying you know diabetes can't be cured but it can be prevented make a choice make a change and together we can make a difference and then he asks for notes and is like no it's good as the last one um (laughs) and uh but chris is like i'd like to do another one and he asks for more takes um and and Anne's like look we got it it's done and you're like well it's important to me because it's important to you and so it's like, whoa, that's interesting. Like, as I first watched this, I was like, that's, that's interesting that he's like, it's important to me because it's important to you. Um, so I don't know if Chris is having some heart change here. If this is them casting the seeds for some change in Chris's life in regards to Ann Perkins. Yeah, yeah. And it wouldn't be as funny, but I still feel like if she had just spoken up and said, well, it is important, but it, it's like, it's important that we get this done and we've got it. So stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having, Pooping. <laughs> having watched many, many uh, office <laughs> uh, PSA stuff and corporate training videos in my lifetime. I've made I've made some. I mean, I yeah. mean <laughs> they're not art. <laughs> they're not. Oh, no. In fact, so, in fact, the best ones are the ones that make fun of the old ones. So it's like, these are going to be bad no matter what. So right. let's have a little bit of fun with it. <laughs> let's just recognize what this is. <laughs> hey, guys, it- <laughs> here's a PSA. You guys don't want to watch this. We don't even want to make it. But, you know, Larry stuck his hand in the toaster again. So here we are. <laughs> they budgeted for this. So <laughs> yeah. I can't just put it all on a PowerPoint slide and say, don't put your hand in the toaster. We have to act it out. We have to look at all the possible different ways that hands could end up in toasters, connected or severed. Um, you know, there's a lot. It's not my hand. (laughs) Yeah, that's another thing. 
What if it's like, okay, the science says don't put your hand in the toaster. What if I want to put Bill's hand in the toaster? That's a that's a uh, HR situation at that yeah, point. But, but that's another whole half hour of video. <laughs> so, I mean, this is what happens with these. I, I really want to make this video now. <laughs> I'd shoot it like a horror film. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah, it would be really good. And it would be even better if you could get Bill Murray to be in it. And, Somehow. And like, say, like, in my previous documentary, Groundhog's Day. <laughs> uh, I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought I went through all the different iterations of self-destruction with toasters, mainly just dropping it in the tub. But there's more. <laughs> Did you know that nearly one office accident every year happens where <laughs> one office toaster related accident happens every year? And did you know that about 50% of those are involving hands? <laughs> Which <laughs> easily could have been avoided. <laughs> totally could have been avoided. Also, knives and toasters, bad idea. So let's talk about toaster safety in the workplace. And then just go on from there. I feel like I'm writing this for you. So, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's pretty much done at this point. <laughs> yeah. You roll with it, Microsoft. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so Chris is pretty excited about it. He wants to make, get it perfect because Ant spent a lot of time writing this. And he just says, not really. Ant wants to put as minimal effort into this as possible. And well, I think I think he sucked all the energy out of it. Like, hey, let's do this. This should be easy. And then, yeah, she's like, we've got it. This is done. So I, it's not I don't I don't know if she doesn't want to put any effort. I just think like their their levels of expectations are way far apart. Right. Yeah. But Chris is a perfectionist in all <laughs> things. Um, and so, you know, he wants to get it perfect. And then so the scene ends with so let's do one more then five more then 20 in a row. <laughs> <laughs> So that I haven't seen it. this one in a long time. That one made me laugh out loud. I was like, yep. Yep. Then 20 in a row. Uh, so. And then, so, uh, so that'd be 16 in a row or 20. Sorry. 26 in a row. Yes. And there might be breaks. I don't know if they're going to get, you know, uh, the craft food cart come in and like help make sure that they get things taken care of with a vegetable loaf uh, for <laughs> talent. Um, so, yeah. So cut to one of these many takes uh chris jumps into frame he's like diabetes <laughs> fight it <laughs> not quite but i like the energy are we still rolling <laughs> and 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 just like yeah and uh so he's uh and asked to take a break and he's like that's a great idea we're so close um and he's like i'm gonna clear my whole schedule and and cuts to a talking head and Anne's like i don't know why i dated him for a long time <laughs> Um, and he broke up with me. <laughs> so, uh, so, and in the background, Chris is still like working out the lines, like revising the script as they go. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is what also made me laugh. Uh, fat equals splat as in you're dead. <laughs> is there something there? No, I don't <laughs> no, know. that sucked. <laughs> but, and then he starts saying like, all right, let's go with this. Are we still rolling from the top everybody? And Angela looks at the camera's like, I'm the only one here. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a total uh, expectation uh, fail here. He thinks it's a lot bigger and Anne is trying to bring it down to earth. Um, and I wonder and if these are like little in jokes that like sure and and like, sure didn't write this. I didn't write down who it was, but, um, you know, it's like little Hollywood things. Like I'm sure they've all dealt with actual actors who are like this. So, you know, it's and it's Rob Lowe. I'm sure they've been around people who do this in real right. like in their actual Hollywood job acting, right. I guess you call it. 
Yeah. yeah. Often people call a Hollywood job acting, but there's so yeah. many Hollywood jobs. Sure. I would like so, to see the set design person go, no, you didn't get that take from the top. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be, that would be fantastic. A Hollywood job. For a Hollywood job. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So uh, then the next time it cuts back to Anne, she's sitting out in the, the lobby of Chris's office um, and talking to the delivery guy. Uh, and, it, you know, she's like, how are we together for five months? And he's like, maybe it's just because of your life situation and uh, where your life is emotionally. And like they're having this deep conversation with John, the delivery guy who we never see again. Um, and then Chris comes out and is like, uh, I just found, I have a stain on my shirt, so we have to start all over. (laughs) Everything we used is not usable anymore. (laughs) You, 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 you laugh, but I actually had, I have had that happen to me. I did a, a, a video, a marketing video for a relatively large Northwest company. And there was one of the, the people that I filmed her hair was she had one piece of hair that kind of was out of place and fell down just right over her eyebrow, but then back out. And it was great takes, amazing takes. Got the review footage back, and they're like, "I, I can't be on camera like that. We got to reshoot it." I need to know what company this is. I can't. I, can't, I don't want to say it over the air. Could you say on, what it rhymes with? Uh, uh, Romera. Ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> I was like, really? Okay. Oh, so then we bummer. set up this whole other, and I did the whole thing in one day. And had to set up this other, you know, anyway. And then they hated the second take even more because oh, no. we didn't have as much control over the set because we had to rush to get it done. Right. So, anyway, anyway, it, like these things absolutely happen. I have a stain on my shirt. Throw it out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I. Uh, that's awful. Um, I couldn't imagine the frustration <laughs> being done and feeling so close to being done. So when you were watching this. Were you having like, were you feeling like Anne in this? Like, it's over. Let's just move yeah, on. We got, this is great. And her take, <laughs> the the take, sorry, was was even better. So the the first time. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I was just, and just going back to Parks and Rec, just to change the subject a little bit. I was really jealous of this because my, my delivery guy just uh, throws stuff at the door and walks away. So <laughs> we never get into deep conversations. Do you have just one delivery person? Uh, I, I recognize like there's two or three that come through our neighborhood that have like a route. And so mm-hmm. if we order things because my, my neighbor, they get stuff like every day, like every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My wife is one of those people <laughs> like all the time. Every day I come home, it's like, what is this? And it's in a box. So I don't know. Like, I can't tell or it's in like one of those weird what, envelopes that they're mailing stuff in. What's in the box? <laughs> it, that's how I feel every time. It could be Gwyneth Paltrow's sever, severed head. I don't know. I don't, don't know. Don't put that in the toaster. <laughs> what about the toaster oven? Yeah. Um, gross. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so there, So that's the scene. And then the final scene of the C-plot is uh, Chris wrapping it up. Together, we can make a difference. That's it. I think we got it. And uh, Anne's like, yeah, we got it now. We got it seven hours ago. We're good. Um, and then Chris is like, I'm only trying to be my best that I can be. And I want this to do this for you. Uh, so thank you for the opportunity and your patience and your intelligence and your insight. You are really an amazing human being. And then a talking head where the aunt's like, oh, that's, that's why I dated him. <laughs> so, cause he makes, he makes people around him feel 
amazing and validated. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so Anne realizes like, that's, that's his superpower. So yeah. So that's the C plot, just the two of them working together on this PSA. And, uh, you know, there's knowing this, the whole story, like they could have advanced some relationship dynamics after this, but I'm glad mm-hmm. they didn't. Yeah. I'm, gl- I'm glad they didn't like fast forward some things between Anne and Chris. Um, instead they let, let it breathe for a while, you know? Yeah. So. It helps, it helps those things later make more sense when it's like mm-hmm. there was conflict there. So there's time and they need to figure out who they are, you know, individually. And you know, who, Anne like when Anne was talking to the delivery guy, I think that's why they threw that in there. And so once she can figure out who she wants to be and Chris learns how to, you know, calm himself down, then they could actually be together. So yeah, this is, but, and yeah, it makes it instead of just like in, you know, six episodes, they're back together or something like that. You're like, what, where did this come from? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I do also appreciate the wisdom of the delivery man, John. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is the most lines any extra has ever gotten. I bet John actually has more words on screen than Councilman Hauser. <laughs> Probably. Like, like to this point, like it's always just like Miss Nope. Miss Nope. Right. <laughs> right. And then later, I think the only other time we hear him speak is when they're in a, um, you know, a council session and he says, we really just kind of choose who's next. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I think that's it. <laughs> Hauser doesn't have very many lines. He does great. So just carries, <laughs> carries the role. Um, yeah. So C plot, I gave it the C plot because I give that plot a C. <laughs> the grade of not- this plot is the <laughs> same letter. As it is. A exactly. Exactly. It was fine. It wasn't the funniest thing, but it was, uh, it was good. Just a little bit of relational dynamic between Chris and Anne. Um, yeah. Would this episode have been fine without it? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It would have been great without it. And, uh, I would have loved to have more of the B plot. Or at least more, like we needed more PSA, like the PSA. Cause, cause they did the same thing in the office when the office had uh, their PSAs. And, you know, the, the training videos. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, a thing that somebody, Daniels or sure, really likes to kind of poke fun at. Because, yeah, I'm sure a lot of filmmakers have started in that area. And so it's kind of like, here's our chance to say just how terrible these really are. Right. Yeah. So are you asking, are you lobbying for like the release, the, the whole cut of that PSA with Morphling? <laughs> No, because, oh, oh, with Morphling? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, they're so, some of them are so bad, they're good. Did I send Mm -hmm. you, I wish we had a, an external, like a, a, maybe we can tweet it out or something like that. Have I sent you the Sizzler one, the marketing video? Like where they're, they're trying to get their franchise, like people to buy into their franchises. It's one of the most amazingly terrible, awesome American power, like (laughs) marketing videos I've ever seen in my life. So, oh, well, if I, I'll send it to you, if you, you think it's good enough, you should, you should send it out on the official Parks and Rec Twitter feed. Okay. Which is at Parks and Convos. Um, oh yeah. Parks and Convos. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So. B plot. Well, let me, did I tell you about the time? All right. I'm sure I've told you about this, but listener, did I tell you about the time that I did open <laughs> my, I did comedy for a church and the opening was PSAs. They didn't have an opening <laughs> act. It was PSAs. And one of them was trips, falls, 
slips, trips, and falls in the workplace. And the other was about the importance of uh, safety belts in automobiles in the like 1950s and 60s. Uh, and uh, it was terrifying. <laughs> and then, oh God. then and it's like it, the ending shot, they're putting dolls in the car and crashing them into things. Mm-hmm. The ending shot is an upturned car with a do- baby doll's blinkless eye staring into the camera. That's like the end of the the video. And then the MC comes up is like, oh, man, isn't that great? Who's ready to laugh? <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, all right. <laughs> well, I guess I, I guess I can top that. <laughs> I, it's only uphill from here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. See, those PSAs are very funny, but like obviously somebody watched Mystery Science Theater um, 3000 because they and the Rift Tracks guys, because they would actually do some of those old uh, PSAs and make fun of them. Like, and mm-hmm. they're hilarious, but you need you need that making fun of part or else right. they're just really bizarre and and terrifying. Yeah, they just played them without comment. <laughs> You guys make the jokes up in your own head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like the slips, trips and falls one is pretty funny because it's like right. the, like the people who can't figure out how the bread works in the uh, <laughs> the made for TV stuff or as seen on TV commercials. Like, right. have you ever try <laughs> right. to do this, like make a sandwich and all the bread explodes out of the bag. It's like, what am I going to do? Like, that was pretty funny. But then gra- it was it got <laughs> real dark. <laughs> Has gravity ever stopped working for you? Yeah. no it always it's like works these, it's like these people that just fall down for no reason <laughs> yes well there's people like hanging off one foot like on a ladder and stuff which <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i've done that a bunch of times but <laughs> and this is where this is why they make the videos because idiots like me who are like i'm a professional i know what i'm doing because <laughs> i used to paint houses i used to have to be like i could get down and move the ladder two feet over or i can just stretch real good <laughs> yeah <laughs> or do the whole, or do the whole like jump shimmy kind of <laughs> jump. No, I've never, I the, never had the, the Clark, courage to try that. The Clark Griswold move. No, no, but Steve Gustafson, he would do that all the time with awesome. like a, a, a five gallon bucket of paint up there on the ladder with him. <laughs> Sloshing like, around. How are you not spilling this everywhere? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, Steve was a wild man. Classic Steve. Steve. Uh, yeah. So, uh, let's talk about the B plot. Okay. Cause Tom comes to see ben and uh and ben is really excited he's like hey man thanks for texting me to hang out it's like cool i feel like we're becoming friends and tom's like yeah 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 i need you to help me with some nerd stuff and <laughs> uh basically uh, just to go over some spreadsheets uh to help uh entertainment 720 uh get their business squared away and uh and ben's like oh yeah sure i'll just do that i'll just sit in my mom's basement with my star wars pajamas and go over spreadsheets like yeah that sounds great <laughs> and uh and Ben's like, okay, or Tom's like, perfect. I have these things called break-even analysis tables. And Ben's like, oh, break-evens, those are fun. <laughs> so uh, immediately he's like, yes, I'm on board. I love this stuff. Um, and so they, uh, Tom has roped Ben into helping him with the business issues that they have um, and goes to a talking head. And it's like, Ben is just like, it's almost too easy. And Ben is in the background. He's like, I can hear you. He's like, I know, Ben. That's how easy it is. <laughs> so um, poor Ben I do love that this um, Parks and Rec actually acknowledges the talking head like people can hear what they're saying to the talking head yeah Um, because that always drives me nuts we were watching a show as a family it was Superstore and in the final episode of Superstore they're all sitting on like a couch watching videos have you seen 
Did you finish yeah. Superstore? Yeah. 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 Okay. They're all sitting on a couch watching videos, right? And one character looks over to the other character and says something like kind of sweet and endearing. And but it was really loud. Yeah, really loud. And everybody is all there. It's like, how come nobody else heard that? <laughs> Jocelyn said, how come nobody else heard that? It's like TV rules don't make sense. Like <laughs> people can't hear unless your your face is right at them. Um, so yeah, so uh I just appreciate that this show takes the time to actually acknowledge, like, no, people can hear. Um <laughs> this is so, how physics work. Yeah. Sound is, is it moves and you can hear it pretty good. Um, all right. So then uh, cut to the next scene in the B plot. Tom brings Ben over to um, E720 headquarters uh, and uh, says, welcome to paradise, my man. <laughs> you can chill over there by the bar. You can also basketball anytime you want. There's Roy Hibbert and Detlef Shrimp. And Ben's like, oh, that, those are actually that's an actual NBA player. And he's like, yeah, because I forgot that there was an NBA strike. And, and so that's like. Yeah, we got him on, on for only 75% of his original NBA salary. <laughs> My word. Uh, and which is an insane amount of money. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So Tom has, uh, you know, Detlef and Roy just shooting hoops. Um, and uh, yeah, so then John Ralphfield comes in and Roy uh, does a uh, Roy and Detlef work in tandem to give uh John Ralphio, a slam dunk alley-oop situation. Um, and then uh, uh, he runs over to see Ben and, and uh, gives him a nickname <laughs> right away. He's like, hey, what's your name? Ben? ben? Is that your real name? Yeah. Oh, okay, you can do better that. How about right now? Your name is Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> he's able to get a thicker tie. Uh, and then which, is, like, which is kind of funny, too, because John Ralphio's real name is Ben Schwartz. That's, so, that's right. <laughs> oh you could do better than that <laughs> i didn't even put that together that's so funny <laughs> uh yeah so and, and then he's like look we're gonna need you to help with some of this paperwork uh so if you can find it can you take care of it for us um <laughs> so and we don't have any pens because we're afraid there's a leak on our shirts and tom is just like right there nodding along he's like yeah mm -hmm. all this is mm -hmm. true um, and then he's like, also, I hate your nickname. Your new nickname is Jello Shot. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you think of that, Jay Shot? Jay Shot. <laughs> he gives his nickname a nickname. <laughs> right. Um, and so then uh, Ben is like, <laughs> like, they're like, do you have any questions? He's like, yeah, where are we? <laughs> uh, what is this? Um, and uh, so Tom's like, hey, if you have anything and ask any of these models we pay to hang out, they'll get it for you. Um, and then Ben's like, hey, goes over to somebody, are you the receptionist? And she's like, yeah. It's like, how much are you getting paid? A hundred thousand a year with benefits. Um, and so Ben is flabbergasted and the, uh, talking head is, I would guess they'd be bankrupt by the end of this sentence. <laughs> um, and somebody comes over and offers champagne. It's like, this is all bad. Everything about it is bad. Um, so then fast forward in time and. Um, Ben is coming back to the office and, uh, they're like, Hey, who look, who's here. And, um, the, everybody's saying hi to Ben. And I love like when Detlef and Roy say hi, he's just like professional basketball players. <laughs> and Roy's like, sup, jello shot. <laughs> like he just, like, he doesn't even remember who they were. Like, right. If I had met professional NBA players, even if I wasn't a sporty person. I would still be like, that was the person in the NBA. 
So <laughs> right. like yeah. the other, like a couple months ago, I was down down Bellevue, right? I, I'm driving and I saw Detlef Shrimp crossing the street. And I texted you like I saw Detlef Shrimp crossing the street. <laughs> like, yeah. th- this is a big deal. Um, so you would remember these, especially these are like Indiana Pacers. So, well, and they're, um, they're giant human beings. Roy Hibbert was like seven, two. Yeah. He's probably still seven, two. Yeah. I mean, he's not dead. Is he? I don't think so. No, he's, this, uh, this got dark. No, no, no. He's, he's coaching with, with, uh, with Philadelphia. Okay. He, he's, I mean, not head coach. He's like a player developer anyway. Yeah. But he's you would remember he's alive. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Ben starts asking questions about their business. Like, how are you making money? And their answer is by literally printing their own money. <laughs> they have a printing like, press. Like every child's dream. Like, why can't we just <laughs> yeah. make our own money? Like, we'll just, we'll just spend it. Yeah. So they have a printing press with the E720 logo on it and their faces. Mm-hmm. And they go into clubs and they just yell out, free money! And throw this, these bills up in the air. And uh, the... um. This is how they're planning to make money. I, I think that I, would have the opposite effect. Like if I was somewhere and somebody yelled free money and it's floating around and I took the effort to like box somebody out to grab some money off the ground or whatever, and it turns out to be fake, I would be very upset and never too. use that use that company. Me too. Also, That's a bad idea. I'm 100% positive that those fake dollar bills do not have any information about what E720 actually is. <laughs> It's true because <laughs> John, Ralphio and Tom don't know what it actually is. Um, it's as bad as when you go to a restaurant with somebody as a Christian, as a, you know, you see these things happen and they want to. They're like, I, I'll get the tip like, oh, great. That sounds awesome. Thank you for doing that. And they put out a million dollar bill. <laughs> and on the back is a invitation to follow Jesus, which I don't know if that's ever worked for anybody in the history of personal evangelism but they keep trying so please stop is the idea idea like like a a, an invitation to personal invitation to accept jesus worth like more than a million dollars like you can't put a price on this exactly you nailed it okay i'm just wondering why a million dollars versus like an infinity symbol (laughs) i don't know (laughs) do you want some grace bucks What do those translate to Stanley Nichols? Here's here's an infinity bill. It's like, oh, like in the Avengers? Not at all. No, no, no. (laughs) Not at all like in the Avengers because Tony dies. Um, (laughs) But he doesn't come back to life. (laughs) Whereas our Lord and Savior, Jesus, laid his life down, but he didn't stay dead. He snapped the devil (laughs) on the cross. Wow. And then he snapped again through the res. Anyway, I'll stop. Um, yeah. So, uh, as they are trying to, um, like talk about throwing their, their money around, they also hit the party switch, uh, and things are going on and having a part and having a big old party for the free money. And Ben's like, this has to stop right now. And, um, Tom's like, what are you doing? Like when you hit the party switch and the next second, you're like business. And he's like, I need all of your books. And I'm like, okay, well, somebody will get you the books. Um, and they start calling everybody baby. And then they go back into the party shot or the, the party uh, switch. And uh, Ben is perplexed. Like, how am I going to work for these people at all? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Now, I don't own a small business, but uh, I would say that uh, Ben is a reasonable person and he's trying to help his friends. And Tom and John Ralphio are just like, like you said, like that kid's dream of being able to print their own money. They're kids who have all the cash they think they need. <laughs> and they do not. So uh, that's a tense, tense moment here. As the next time we see this part of the story, uh, Ben is telling them, like, if you want to survive, you have to immediately downsize. Like, you don't need this airplane hangar. Um, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, I think we do. Uh, I think we do. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, and you have to keep detailed fina- financial records. And Roy and Detlef are like, yeah, we've been telling them that. <laughs> and so Detlef is like, they wouldn't know a non-employee tax reportable expenditure request if it bit them in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then Tom's response, like, you've never started your own company, but in all likelihood, oh these yeah, people. Like the NBA and NFL, like they're actually training people to start their own mm-hmm. uh, like licenses and charities and and hiring people to do these things uh, as a way to like help perpetuate uh, their income after their career. Like sure. they're, they're doing that. So and yeah, and help their communities. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. And so I'm positive Detlef Schrempf and Roy Hibbert probably in real life both have some kind of business that they run you know, or, or own mm-hmm. and then have hire people who know what to do that are actually running it. So, um, yeah, so there Tom and, uh, John Ralphio are just dumb. Uh, so, <laughs> and, uh, and the way so, he talks to him, like earlier, he's like, you just want me to play basketball? I was like, yeah. And be quiet, keep your mouth shut. And it's like, who started their own company? Cause I'm pretty sure it wasn't YouTube bozos. <laughs> like it's just the fact that he's talking to these NBA guys are like so much better at, business and life than he is at this point right (laughs) yeah uh yeah so tom is uh thinks he knows everything but he knows nothing and ben's like look you can keep doing all this stuff but you need revenue uh and unless you actually have a plan your company's gonna be dead in a month Mm. and uh and they're like well ben thanks for your time but we got as far as this just business decisions go i think we know what we're doing don't forget to grab a free ipad on your way out (laughs) that's like yeah, which I and, wish and I, I, I knew people like that. <laughs> right. Well, and I thought it was like like the character, like he believes so much that this is a bad thing for his friend. Cause I think Ben sees Tom, even though he's terrible at business, he's like, Yeah, we, we still are friends. Like he's not gonna hurt him by taking an iPad. So it's like right. these little tiny decisions. He's like, and they even call it's like, hey, didn't even have one. So <laughs> right. like I was like, man, would I have I probably would have taken one. I probably would have too. Because it's like, Back well, then, if, I didn't have one. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're dumb enough to just be giving these away, like I'm smart enough to take one. That's how I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so then, uh, towards the end of the episode, Tom comes and sees Ben and, and ben, uh, Tom's like, look, I'm sorry. We had five accounts look at E720 and they all <laughs> said the same thing you did. And Ben's response is, well, the first thing you need to do is gr- get rid of four of those accountants. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> um, and then uh, Tom's like, look, here, I got you this. It's an iPad. Uh, <laughs> and Ben's like, you got to stop giving these away like candy. He's like, I bought this for you personally as a thank you. Um, and even at the end, like Tom's trying to get a little bit of like schmooze credit. He's like, it's an iPad. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I spent a lot of money on this for you. Um, so 
yeah, so there's a uh, a little bit of an awakening happening um, there with Tom having five accountants look at their books. <laughs> uh, and so knowing what I know about E720, the company is not long for this world. Mm-hmm. Um, how they manage to get m- any more months out of this than is actually happening, I don't know. But they find a way. Um, and then that, the credit how scene. Mu- how much money did he get in that Lexus crash? I don't like, know. Who, who hit him? Jeff Bezos? Well, I, yeah, I, I don't know how they did it, um, but it was enough. So, but I bet also, you know, uh, John Ralphio's dad will come to find out as a doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet he is not the most ethical person in the world. <laughs> so he probably wrote up some stuff. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it was really bad. It was all bad. And Pad- millions and millions the, of dollars. Right. Padded the injury stats. Yeah. Uh, and then the uh, the credits uh, are from the B plot in this episode, um, and uh, Ben is giving an overview of the E seven twenty office space and uh, pointing out like there's someone reading a magazine, someone's applying nail polish, that person is in a deep sleep, uh, <laughs> and then like this chair was twenty seven thousand uh, dollars. That chair has a roof. <laughs> then um, there's a uh, a video of a boat and then just a weird U-shaped chair. <laughs> and I was like, what are you supposed to do with that? <laughs> so he's very perplexed by the furniture choices. Yes. And as am I still, every time I see what's happening in E720, like not only did they get that airplane hangar or warehouse or whatever it is, but they like painted the whole thing white. Right. And then added those different levels for different people to work on. Uh, it was all crazy. So it drives me nuts. Every time I, I'm watching the E720 situation, it's just like, <laughs> ugh, not good. <laughs> you guys. Painful. Yeah, but at least, at least it was, it was uh, um, John Ralphio's money and not Tom's this time. Right. That is a good point. We like Tom eventually. Uh, yeah. You know, Tom is along for the ride. And as long as John Ralphio is funding it, I hate John Ralphio. So <laughs> great, man. You lose all your money. Cool. Right. Um, so. OK, so now let's go back all the way to the cold open and it's the A plot. Dun, 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 dun. A plot is now. This is the A plot. That's how that song. That's what that song that shows about. Um, Are so, you going to do that? You, you have to do that every time now. I don't think I will, but <laughs> I, I'll probably forget. I did that uh, when we say bye. Okay. Later, like it just won't be in my brain. <laughs> the end of this sentence. Um. All right. So they cold open starts, and Les is like, "All right, battle royale is coming up. Every department is in one room arguing for more money. It's a budgetary thunderdome." And she's like, "My secret weapon is Ron because he just stares at people until they back down." And um. And so she's excited. Uh. And uh. And so then she uh, she goes to get Ron out of his office and and uh. She sees that he's just got piles of paper and detritus on his desk. And, and he's like, she's like, what is going on? And he's like, look, Tammy showed up. I'm getting audited. And he's like, no, that's your worst nightmare. And like, you, <laughs> you could go to jail. <laughs> and Ron is like, his first response is look at the camera and go, income tax is illegal. True libertarian <laughs> statement. Um, right. And then uh, he's also then says like, this is just one more way for Tammy one to treat me like a puppet. Uh, so it's psychological control. 
And uh, it's all, everything that happens in this episode is all spelled out in this cold open. <laughs> like right. Ron tells us exactly what's going to happen right here. Um, and so Leslie's like, we'll help you. And so she yells for Andy and April to come in and April's like, stop being annoying. And Leslie ignores that and tells them to go grab your calculators. And Andy runs out and, uh, and then Leslie's like, all right, it's operation rescue run. And, and then Andy comes back in with the Rolodex. <laughs> she's <laughs> like i'm in a calculator uh <laughs> well, that's, like, oh, that's that's his character he's, he's just like the again the dumb golden retriever who's like he is the first person to go do something yeah it might be wrong but he will go do it with gusto yeah like he's, he's gonna he's go give it his all so um yeah he's always just on uh so cut forward they're going through all this stuff and uh um April is looking at his receipts like you've only spent $40 on clothes in the past five years. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that um, sounds then, about right. Then we learn how they met. Um, and because she's significantly older than Ron. Um, and we find out that she was a candy striper at the hospital when he was born and she helped deliver him. Um, and uh, she <laughs> was. was his, his, <laughs> the ladies were both April and Leslie like, ew. And Andy's like, oh, <laughs> yeah oh that's oh, nice Andy. um and then uh then you know it was like we grew up in a small town everybody knew everybody they first uh got together when you know, he was 15 and andy's like awesome <laughs> yeah. um and leslie is like is shocked and ron's like look everyone was afraid of her so they just let kept their mouth shut and we did everything and april is like enamored with her power over here and ron continues like she taught me everything I know, Sunday school, sex. She was my math teacher in middle school, my babysitter, and she taught driver's ed. Um, <laughs> everything like is from him. And then she comes in and Leslie's like, I don't think we've met. And Tammy's like, I don't think it'll be necessary for you to speak while I'm here. So she's intense right away. Um, and then it cuts to a talking head where it's like, Ron says, like, why do I only date brunettes? And I thought this was so, so great. Um and it's like, if you ever get po food poisoning from chicken and like even the thought side of chicken makes you sick, Tammy one is my blonde chicken. <laughs> so, um, and so she calls him Ronald. What's your, wait, wait hold on. What I know, what's your, uh, sick food? Like everybody, kind of, I, I feel like most everybody has some form of food that they're just like, I, I can't eat that mostly because they got sick at some point in their life. Uh, you know, actually the only time where I think I've had food poisoning that I could nail it to a specific thing is um i would still go back and eat there again <laughs> so <laughs> i was actually was, thinking about it today <laughs> it was good uh it wasn't their fault so i'll go back i'm not gonna hold it against them that's on uh, me that's on me my, my weak body couldn't handle it it was spicy chicken from yummy teriyaki and it's in Redmond, oh yeah and my kids and i are going to redmond later today and i'm like hmm i wonder if i can go there for dinner yeah <laughs> so uh yeah, but uh, the, the food that like makes me want to throw up, but I never have thrown up, is green bean casserole. Okay. Well, that's because that's mostly because it looks like throw up. Yeah, it looks like somebody already got started on it. Yeah. So what's yours? Uh, apricot juice. When I was little, I was taking a road trip with my grandparents in the back of, and I was in the back of a van. For some reason, I don't remember being belt buckled in or anything because it was, you know, the before times. And I had a box of apricot juice and uh, it was just, chugging it and oh. uh i got see i got car sick and just threw up everywhere and it was <laughs> like this bright orange i was it was disgusting and to this day i i, I smell apricot juice which i don't smell very often but when i do it's like oh, oh, oh. 
oh, it's coming. I didn't even know you could buy apricot juice. I don't think you can anymore. I think they outlawed it just because of that. They heard about you. The, the FDA <laughs> yeah. was like, did you hear about Jeremy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got yeah. so sick. Do you remember? I mean, they still make it, but Sobe yeah. drinks. I used to love those. Like so, Sobe life water. Well, is that what it's called? That's what it used to be called. I don't know what they call it now. Like the pink one that had like a grapefruit <laughs> thing. Yes. I love grapefruit. It's so good. Um, and yeah, the other day I was at a gas station, you know, perusing my menu options of delicious gas station cuisine. And I was walking by the cold case. Is, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Sorry. That, is that where the Michelin stars come from? Because of like gas stations and Michelin sells tires. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just a big fat pale dude comes through. Is like, Hey, where's your rolling hot dogs? <laughs> If you want to be a six-star restaurant, (laughs) try some rolling hot dogs and some microwaved burritos. Do you have a cheese dispenser? (laughs) Oh, that also sounds really good. Uh, I was seriously the news that came out yesterday about like no masks, like yeah, and I'm I'm fully vaccinated, so it's like I'm even just thinking today, like I can go to Seven Eleven and get whatever (laughs) I want. I'm invincible, (laughs) so I'm pretty excited. you got your Sobe at the gas station. Yeah, but they changed it. So it used to be like, you know, looking like water. Mm-hmm. Right? I didn't buy the Sobe. Because now it looks like a, a big old bottle of Pepto-Bismol. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like it looks creamy. <laughs> I think your Sobe went bad. <laughs> How long has this been out here? <laughs> oh, so, oh, since the last Vans Warped Tour? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I saw Blink-82 and I was just chugging Sobe. It was so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it, I don't know. That that also makes me not feel good when I look at that. Like, okay. Yeah. And, and okay. I mean, I've never had it since they changed the formula, but. Take that, Sobe. Just looking at it makes me not feel great. So, um, yeah. So. And here we are back in this uh, moment with Tammy. One. There we are. And. uh and so Tammy's like, look, I need, this is much bigger than you think. I need all access to all of your finances. We need to do a complete overhaul. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, and Ron's like, I don't think that's necessary. And it's like, are we playing a game where everything you say is stupid? <laughs> uh, and then she looks over at Andy and she says, you, what's your name? <laughs> and he's Tim, Tim Bukanowski. <laughs> <laughs> well, he made the, he made the mistake of laughing at the stupid game. Like he was like, ah, yes. It's like, yes. You. <laughs> uh, and so she uh, says, you're going to collect all this stuff off of Ronald's desk and you're going to put it in my car. And um, and then. Uh, she says to Leslie, you're going to go and like get all the payroll stuff from the office here. And Leslie's like, I don't think this is a good idea. I don't I don't I don't know how long this is going to take. Um, but, you know, we have an important thing we have to do together. It's called Battle Royale. We're going to fight for money. And. Uh, and Ron's just like waving her off, trying to wave her off. Like, no, just shh, don't. It's not worth it. Right. Um, and she's like, uh, I'm sure Ron will remember this big meeting when he's in prison making toilet wine. <laughs> so it's like, OK, I'll go to payroll. Um, so uh, then April is still just like she's the cold, distant mother I never had. I love her. Uh, so April is much nicer than Tammy. It's true. And I don't I don't I don't like Tammy. Um, like at all, 
So uh, she's terrible. So there's a cut here. This would be a, 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 an ad break. Uh, there's some time that has passed. Um, and Ron comes in with uh, no mustache and a very bright colored uh, horizontal striped shirt, <laughs> which oh, yeah. was shocking. So, uh, and Leslie's response is, your mustache fell off. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and his whole personality is transformed. And he's like, look, Tammy pointed out that my face looked better without any hair on it. And it's also, you know, food crumbs. It's unsanitary. Um, and even like, hey, Jer, hump day, am I right? <laughs> Jer's only line in this whole episode. What? <laughs> yeah. Even he's like, like, I, he's like, sh- not, he's beyond shocked. He's like, t- almost like disgustedly terrified. Like, right. I, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. So who is this Ron person? And, uh, and she has completely transformed him. She, they have a joint banking account now. Um, and uh, she's going to help him. And Leslie's like, how's that going to help? He's like, I'm not sure. But when she explains it, it makes sense. Uh, it's so nice having her around. Um, and then also <laughs> every, every moment of Ron in this state makes me happy. Uh-huh. Uh, Cause he's like, here's something neat. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy's got me taking baby aspirin to lower the risk of heart disease. Science is a miracle. <laughs> Anywho, back to the old grindstone. <laughs> These emails aren't going to send themselves, which is the first time I think Ron has ever sent an email. <laughs> well, the genius of this from from like a production standpoint or like a uh, career standpoint is that what they do with Ron and with the Tammies and stuff is that he gets to be a different actor. Like he gets to act in different capacities. So, right. and this is this is so such a different character that could be really funny. Like his facial expressions are hilarious. So it's not just cheesy Ron, like this Nick Offerman's really doing a great job here. Just like when he was a total psychopath with Tammy one. So that's you, Tammy too. Oh, Tammy. Yes. Tammy too. So yeah, just hats off to Nick Offerman. Like it's like, we see him just as Ron, but if you kind of watch through the series, like he gets these moments to be totally different characters, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's almost like he is becoming Glenn Sturgis from Superstore. <laughs> like this is how Glenn yes, starts. Yeah. This is where it starts. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah. So it's great. I love that you know, we get to see the range of Nick Offerman all the while playing Ron Swanson. So right. he's he's Ron, Ronald, and later he will be Ronnie. Um, so uh and then it cuts next time we cut back to the office, there's a, an extra who's just like, Thank you. And Ron's like, We're here to help man. We're, so Hope the rest of your day is cool beans. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that one. Once again, that's a laugh out loud, loud line because it's Ron Swanson. Yeah. He says cool beans, <laughs> cool beans. Um, and so Leslie's like, uh, uh, Ron, uh, what is this memo that you're not going to the battle royale? Like, first of all, I was alarmed that you sent a memo. Um, and then also you hate, you love arguing against government spending. Um, and so why don't you want to do it? And so, uh, Ron's response is the government knows what it's do it, doing. I'm confident that. And then Leslie slaps him in the face. <laughs> and then you and I are going to lunch. And he's like, I have to ask, I have to ask permission. And uh, Tammy says, no. Um, and so it's like, I can't go. And so Leslie's like, no, it's happening. So then cut to restaurant. Um, well, there's a talking head where Leslie says, when Ron falls for Tammy too, he turns into a d- demonic sex maniac. But this neutered wimp, this is worth Operation Golden Dove is in trouble. Yeah. And I love the operations are all some kind of bird right? Uh, operation Majestic as it moves bird. forward. Yeah. So Operation Golden Dove is in trouble. Um, and so they're at the restaurant and Ron's like, 
there are some things I need to speak to you about, but I'm not quite sure how to phrase them. And he's like, you can say whatever you want. It's just between you and me. Isn't that right, my love? And look over and Tammy is right there at the table. Um, and so um, Tammy is like, Ron wanted me to be here. And uh, and then Ron's like, Tammy's totally cool. Uh, can I go to the bathroom? And he leaves. And she's like, remember to wash your hands. Um, and then Leslie just confronts her. He's like, what is this? Is this audit even real? And he, she's like, in a sense, like I'm auditing his life because I, uh, I want him back and I, I want to make sure my future is protected and, uh, I'm impressed. He's acquired quite a bit of gold and let's like, you literally are a gold digger. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So Leslie is, uh, you know, like knows exactly what's going on and Ron is oblivious. And the next talking head is Ron and Tammy, uh, in the, uh, cause now Ron can't even do talking heads by himself. <laughs> Tam- Tammy's there. And uh, he's like, everybody needs somebody. Every man needs a woman who can call them out on their crap, right? Um, and uh, Tammy is just silent. And he, uh, you can see like in his face, it's like, she did not approve of that. Browbeaten. Brow <laughs> yes. Um, so go back to uh, the time goes on. And then we see Leslie saying like, we're being attacked by Godzilla. We need Mothra. No offense. Reveal. We're talking to Tammy too. <laughs> She's like, I'm flattered. Um, but uh, and then Tammy immediately starts hitting on Andy. <laughs> like, who's this? It's like, hey, I'm Andy, <laughs> uh, which is so great. Um, and then uh, Leslie's like, listen, I need you to break him from her spell, like dress her up, dress up in a like a meat or something. Um, and Aunt Tammy, too, is like, I've done all that, but she's crazy. Um, when we when Ron when Ron left her and we got together, she threw acid on my feet. And April is grossed out. And Andy's like, could we take a peek at it? <laughs> <laughs> I love Andy so much. Uh, so, um, yeah. So Tammy, too, is like, I can't do this. She was my Sunday school teacher, too. She <laughs> which is, which is, such a, which is such a great line because it's like she was everyone's Sunday school teacher. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, this is this small town. How yeah. how the Ron and Tammy got out of that small town into Pawnee and they both moved to Pawnee. Like, right. Like their lives are so intertwined for their whole life. It, and yeah, it's so crazy. Um, and uh, did you know that Tammy one is actually a year younger than Tammy two in real life? I did not know that. Well, now you do. Well, Tammy one is very good at acting spinstery. <laughs> <laughs> so not, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and uh, she's like, Tammy two says about Tammy one, she can pinpoint your weaknesses and destroy you with just one word and a jar of acid. <laughs> and then Andy's like, I have an idea. And he's like, I have ideas too. Um, so then they go to Ron's mom. Perfect. And uh, as they're at the house, Ron, you know, Leslie is trying to get her on Andy's on, on Ron's side. But Andy finds out that there's a room full of just guns. <laughs> <laughs> and Leslie's like, why do you have so many guns? And I love, I love Ron's mom. This is America, isn't it? Yes. Then I don't have to answer stupid questions while standing on my own property. <laughs> and she's in. Let's go. Um, so, which the line? Which the line could have been over if she said, "This is America, isn't it?" Like, oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense then. Right. Yeah. In this, then she in keeps this going. world, <laughs> yeah, I don't have to answer dumb questions. Um, and so, so they're going back, and it's a different kind of battle royale. And this one is Operation Soaring Falcon. <laughs> uh which so, is in its which is in its final stages we're, yeah. we've reached we've reached the end game which is a a drink off of uh 
Ron Swanson or Swanson family mash liquor liquor. Uh, it's made from the finest corn ever grown on American soil. They only use it to strip varnish off of the speedboats. Uh, <laughs> but then we also find out they, they use it to burn warts off of mules. It's some strong stuff. And so the Tammy and Ron's mom are going to have a drink off. And then Leslie's like, no, I'm in this too, because I want to, I want, they're both saying like, if whoever wins, they get Ron to come with them. And Leslie's like, no, I want Ron to stay here with me. Um, and she takes the first drink and she's like, that was a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> poison. <laughs> yeah. Poison. Um, and, uh, then cut to the next one is like, had enough. And Ron's like, of this, or Leslie's like, of this, no, that's Tammy. Sorry. Reading is hard. Uh, of this baby formula, not even close. And Leslie is more and more drunk. Uh, and she says, not me, even Clark's Marvin Claude's Glenn close. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, she's having a hard time. She can't feel um, her face. Yeah. So then um, the next scene they cut to, uh, she's saying, everybody prance now, prance, 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 prance. Uh, and I was like, she's had enough, call it off. And then April's like, no, I'm going to sub in. And then she uh, is going to drink it. And she's like, I'm Puerto Rican. I can handle it. And I was like, that stuff will melt the shell off a garden snail. And she drinks some. And, and uh, she's like, this is awful. This is terrible. Um, and uh, Ron uh basically takes all of it and drinks the whole thing uh by himself and i love the way like ron holds the jar mm -hmm. like over his head using just a little hook in the mash in the the typical mash liquor jar yeah. a little hook on his hand and he's using his arm to hold the weight and drinks the whole thing polishes it off is like it's done it's done it's over um and the ron, little and the and the little tap at the end to make sure he got all the oh, like that was my favorite flourish like every yeah. drop yeah and he's like mom you're going back to the farm and tammy t tammy one you're going back to hell uh, <laughs> and she's like fine I, I already know where your safe is i have i still have your gold and ron's response is that's decoy gold <laughs> <laughs> so like i don't know if he painted lead i don't know what it is but she took half of it um and leslie's response is ron your family's weird <laughs> So, uh, decoy yeah. gold. I love it. Yeah. So, man, what? Uh, Which is kind of funny because because Tom and John Ralphio have decoy money. So <laughs> that's true. That's Tying. true. The thing that I love about Ron's response is he has these four women in his life at this point: Tammy one, Tammy two, Mom, and Leslie, and all of them are you know want Ron for themselves essentially. Mm -hmm. And, you know, T Leslie is willing to put her life on the line to rescue Ron from Tammy one. And what is so great is like Ron. Uh, and this is going to sound so stupid in the age that we live in. But Ron is recognizes what's happening here and takes agency for himself. Now, yes, he is a white man in America. <laughs> so this hasn't been a problem for most of his life. But uh, like in this moment, he. He's like, I don't want anybody mm -hmm. to think they are rescuing me. I'm going to do this for myself. Yeah, because it doesn't um, owe anybody anything. Right. Which is a pretty Ron Swanson way to go. Mm -hmm. So um, and so <laughs> just thinking about like, was I, I was writing down in my notes, like Ron takes agency. And I was like, he's always had agency, Jason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's this is this world and his whole life has always been about himself. Um, but here, like he, you can see how easily 
he can be manipulated by uh by the tammies in his life um and so now he's standing up for himself yeah it's his so, major character flaw yeah he loves love so or tammies i don't know would would he get married again yeah sure if you're not in love what's the point of living he says earlier so um yeah but uh that's uh that's this episode and there are sure is. so many things that happened in this one <laughs> and this was a long conversation we've already had <laughs> So yeah, just looking yeah. at the times, like wow, that went uh, that went quick. So yeah, it was um, uh, eight point seven on IMDb, and uh, coming up next, we've got Born and Raised. Leslie is accused of not being born in Pawnee while she is trying to promote her new book about the city. Oh my gosh! You know who's in this one? Everybody. Uh, yeah, everybody's in this one. We've got some, uh, <clears throat> got some Marlene. We've got some Joan Calamezzo. Uh, we have. Uh, is Purd in this one? The only thing missing on this immediate list is Purd. Oh, there's no Purd. Anyway, that would have made life even better. So, but yeah, born and raised. This is great. They're gonna, um, you're gonna send Jerry on a quest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jerry. So yeah, it'll be great. I'm so excited. So, what did you think of this episode? Uh, I think this one's super fun. I I think if it was just the A plot and the B plot, I would have been happy. Sure. I would have given it a nine. Oh, the wow. C plot is not necessary. Um, I I need to point something out real quick, though. Okay. We have a very important introduction in the next episode. Listener, Derry Murbles. Oh, yeah. Thoughts for your thoughts. That's <laughs> going to be great. So, um, yeah, I would give this one. A, uh, if, if it was not the C plot, I would give it a, a, a nine. Uh, with the C plot, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Okay. Where would you be? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say right around right around there as well. I think 8.7 is pretty. I think the I just kind of ignored the the C plot, but I agree that without it, we could have had more A or B, especially with the ridiculousness of B. So, but yeah, it was good. It was really funny. I wish uh, um, we'd had more like Donna in there, um, but yeah, no you know, Donna. They can't, can't get everybody so yeah well you can't always get you what you want that's what the rolling stones taught us it is and i was like i want to turn this song off and i was like i can't <laughs> so what are you gonna do wow i don't like the rolling stones um they gather no moss oh uh, sure there's a couple songs i like but when people Pain are like stones are better than the beatles i'm like i you know i don't even know how to talk to you anymore wow that's a whole nother podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> you ready Sure. Let's go. Well, welcome to <coughs> Stones versus Beatles. The after podcast. All you need is my right opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He may be the walrus, but he's a rock star to me. Anyway, I should stop. Okay. You don't know the Beatles very well, do you? Like I'm saying uh, things. No, I mean I I understand your references. Um, okay. but I'm not Yeah, oh, I never really super got into the Beatles. That's okay. All right. Well, I think about this stuff eight days a week. So, wow, that must be a hard day's night for you. I've been working like a dog. I'm going to lose this one poorly, so I'm just going to go live in my yellow submarine as we leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally running out of Beatles songs. I don't know many you more. Were so close. You said I'm going to lose this one, but it's like there's a song I'm going to lose you. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm a loser is also one. So, no, that's uh, back. That's back. Well, who's the first Beck in this world? <laughs> I don't know. John Lennon. Okay. 
there was no John Lennon, there'd be no Beck. And if there was no Beck, there'd be no uh, end to this randomness. So we should go. Okay. We should go. So, uh, listener, thank you for putting up with the end of this. If you're still here, uh, next time I see you in real life, high five. Those are allowed again. <laughs> so Bonus I'll, points. Yeah. If I see you in real life. So, yeah. We'll uh, see you all later, y'all. Sounds good. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye.